The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Morning, Southwest Florida. Annex Wealth Management Show on the air, 92.5 Fox News, Sunday, August 22nd. Coming up, hear the difference in Annex Wealth Management client experience story. We'll check in with Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. A little detail on some uh, webinars that are coming up, including one about annuities. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer. We say good morning to you, Derek. Good morning, Danny. Also in the studio, Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Danny, and to Southwest Florida. On Friday, the Dow Jones closed up 225 points, breaking a losing streak and certainly a week full of tremendous amount of news. But let's just start with the markets at first, Derek. And we see the summer volume that it generally changes in August. We saw that happening, but it's still the earnings are, are driving the story. Right. The earnings season was absolutely incredible. The best earnings season of my career. Earnings up over 90% on a year-over-year basis. Revenues up 23% and earnings beat at record margin. So the corporate sector is obviously doing extremely well. And you look at that and you can talk about certain names and every time we see blowout earnings, whatever it is, being the retail sector or the industrial sector, the stocks did respond. So earnings still remain the mother's milk of making a stock move. And there's no question that continues to happen. But however, we look at the S&P 500 and you know I don't want to get too technical, but there's a 50-day moving average and a 200-day moving average. The S&P 500 did hit the 50-day moving average once again during this rally. Right. That's the fifth time it successfully tested the 50-day moving average. Obviously, the verdict is still out. But the, I thought it was more interesting this week is small caps. The Russell 2000 actually traded down to their 200-day moving average, almost 10% off their all-time highs. So you look at that and you go, what are the sectors, for example, that are doing well? Technology did have a good week, but we're certainly watching to see if some money starts to move into defensive names. Why is because what we're seeing in Afghanistan, did that cause some concern around the world? We saw some defensive stocks did do well, particularly healthcare. Right. Healthcare has been extremely strong over really the last several months, partly because, you know, there's greater utilization of hospitals. People are going and getting uh, procedures that they postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, we're seeing less pressure on the drug companies as Washington seems to be moving away from uh, price controls. And the valuations of that sector are very attractive. And so you look at those sectors and other defensive sectors, and you think about utilities and staples, one of the sectors that seems to be washed out and starts to get to a bottom that you want to look at is energy. And why energy? You can see what's happening, and obviously it's somewhat of a political argument, but you can see what's happening with OPEC and the request to OPEC, and do they really cut production, or do, what are they really going to do? Well, they, they don't really have to cut production. Oil prices are down seven days in a row. Uh, the dollar has been extremely strong. Uh Foreign investors are thinking the Fed is closer and closer to tapering, which is strengthening the dollar. Uh, so there is downward pressure on oil prices. And frankly, the energy stocks had run up a considerable amount, and we're due for a pullback. And so the pullback is certainly happening. But you can see, and again, the reason why I set that up as a political argument is because they're saying, why did we cut production, for example, on federal lands in no fracking? You talk about the Keystone Pipeline and on and on. And at the same time, we've asked the Russians, for example, and other OPEC 
Arctic states to increase production. You know, we have to see if they're really going to do that. The energy stocks certainly reacted to that. And you mentioned something which is really interesting, which is the Fed. And the Federal Reserve has a big meeting coming up in Jackson Hole that they do every August. Certainly is a market mover. There's a thought that they perhaps will announce uh, steps towards tapering their bond and mortgage-backed security purchases. Um, Powell has had a pattern of being a fairly dovish when he speaks. And, you know, as an investment committee, we met met last Tuesday, and we're really looking to see what the jobs number looks like in September, because that's when the Fed's really get get a sense of where the job market is as kids go back to school, hopefully. And so I just want to explain it to our listeners. You know, there's certain things that the Federal Reserve can do. You know, tapering means tapering the amount of purchases that they are doing in the fixed income market, which is at this state is $120 billion a month. And so they, you know, do they cut back on that? And where is it? Is it in municipal bonds? Is it in mortgage-backed securities? Is it in treasuries? That is the tapering part, and sometimes there's a taper tantrum when that happens. But this is the reason why, and we're going to get into this later in the show, is you know going through your portfolio and understanding what you own and how do you mitigate the risk. And how one of the ways to mitigate the risk, obviously, is to rebalance. That's one risk mitigation measure, but there are others, and the way to understand that is to go through the process. Get that free portfolio analysis. You can do it. At least you can start on a Sunday morning from the comfort of your own home and your computer, head to our website. It is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We say it often. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, and one fee. One fee means we're a fee-only fiduciary. One plan means that plan is built for you. One team handles it all. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We're going to be right back. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I am Fiore, branch director, Annex Wealth Management Naples. The YMCA's of South Florida is hosting the fourth annual Hank Hostetler Memorial Golf Tournament fundraiser on Friday, September 10th at the Vasari Country Club in North Naples, Bonita Springs. Funds raised will help provide scholarships to help ensure children have a safe, enriching, and fun environment while participating in various YMCA programs. The need is more critical than ever as they anticipate an increased need for scholarship assistance. More details at ymcaswfl.org events. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. You're listening to the Annex Wealth Management Show. During our shows, we share the thoughts and talents of our team in hopes that you make the decision to partner with Annex Wealth Management for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. We believe in what we do and how we do it. But what's it like in the real world with real clients of Annex Wealth Management? Joining me is a longtime client of ours. And for sake of this segment, we're going to just give you a little anonymity and just call you Dan. That cool? That sounds great, Dan. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Right at the top, because we operate in complete transparency, it's important for the audience to understand you are a client of Annex Wealth Management. That is correct. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Correct. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dan, how far back do you go with Annex Wealth Management? I first interviewed Annex in late 2007, and I officially joined as a client in February 2008. You're a smart guy. You're a medical doctor. Was there a do-it-yourself portion when it came to investment and retirement planning? I did all my investment and retirement planning until I joined Annex. Everything? Everything. Read the papers, kept up on the charts, made your moves, all that stuff. Correct. 
I wanted to consider hiring someone prior to that. Over the years, I had looked at different firms and different advisors, but I never found someone that I felt gave me a value for what they were offering. And I felt that many of the people were more interested in their fees and what they could get from me rather than what they could do for me and help work with me on my long-term plan. Was there a moment on the path to retirement that you said, you know what, I probably really should have a pro in place? I considered in the early 1990s hiring someone, and over the years, I periodically looked at different people. And then in 2007, I said to my wife, I've reached a point in my life where I want to have more free time. I don't want to have to do studying and wondering about investing and making all my financial decisions and planning decisions on my own. I had accumulated a fair amount of assets at that point, and I wanted to have more time with my wife and family. And so I decided that I was going to hire someone and there were better options by that point. The whole financial planning environment had changed where there were better firms and that were more concerned about clients than just charging fees. What was it that led you to choose Annex Wealth Management as the partner? In late 2007, I researched a bunch of different firms and I picked four of them. I made my wife go along and I interviewed all four firms. I had a list of questions I prepared and I asked all of them the same questions. After discussion and looking at all of my options and having interviewed everyone, I spoke with my wife and I decided that Annex Wealth Management offered me the best team to work with. Things I liked about Annex is that it was more than one person, it was several people and they offered different areas of expertise. Also, they were going to work as a fiduciary. They were gonna charge me a percentage of assets based on a yearly percentage that covered all of my financial planning, not just investing, but if I had questions about paying my mortgage early or how much money should I save for my kid's college education or if I should invest in other things or how much I should put in retirement assets versus other assets. And so I really wanted someone to help me with that. Also to talk about tax management, to talk about as I got older, if I needed long-term care insurance and just a number of financial questions. And the thing I really liked about Annex is I didn't get charged an extra fee for every question I asked. When I used to meet with my accountant, if I would ask an extra question, there was an extra fee. And with Annex, I knew what I was paying and it was a percentage and it was the same every year. And for that, I could ask any questions that I wanted. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We're chatting with Dan, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. So you've been with us over 13 years. I know what got you in here, but how did we keep you for all these years? Annex has been a great partner for me and my family. The reasons I hired Annex in the first place continue to be true over time. They took away a lot of work for me. I no longer had to study and figure out my asset allocation and what things I wanted to invest in. Annex took over all that. My financial planning decisions regarding funding my kids' college versus my retirement versus paying down the mortgage and other financial decisions, they helped me go through all those decisions so I didn't have to do the homework that I did previously. As I moved along in my life, different decisions came up. I'm older now and I moved towards retirement. They helped me make a decision as to when I could retire and how much money I needed to retire. They helped me decide what to do as far as long-term care insurance. They helped me decide what to do with health insurance as I retired. All of those decisions and questions I was able to discuss with my team at Annex, and they were able to give me advice, and they didn't charge me any extra money for discussing those. I just have the one fee which covers all my investments, but it covers all my financial questions and decision-making. The other thing and the other reason that I really wanted to hire someone is that if something happened to me, 
my wife would not know what to do, and I did not want to ever leave her in a situation if I would pass away for some reason that she wouldn't know what to do. Now with having annex and having all my assets and all my paperwork here, if something happened to me, she would come in and talk to the team and they would take care of her and everything is already set up. Let's talk about the really good stuff. How's being retired? Being retired is great. I am very happy in my decision. It was hard for me to leave medicine, which has been a huge part of my life. And my patients are like an extended family to me. I was very fortunate. I had awesome patients who are really good people and many of whom I had known for more than 20 years and I had a long-term relationship with them. So that's the hardest part of But also in medicine, I worked a lot more than 40 hours a week. It took away from my family, and so I reached a point in my life where I wanted to devote more time and energy to my family, and I felt I owed them that, and that's the main reason I retired. Know the difference. The place to start with investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dan is a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. Dan, thank you for letting us be part of what sounds like a wonderful start to a retirement. Thank you very much, Danny. Quick break. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal, but how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question, but more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending. And you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. Money talk is straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. 99% of Americans' 28.7 million businesses are small businesses. If you've got an idea for a business, it's time to move forward. You've done your research. You've drawn up a business plan. You've worked on steps to move it forward. You're going to need some funding, some capital. Let's talk about that. Brian Fiore is here. He's Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Hey, Brian. Good morning, Danny. I know we've probably got a lot of small business people listening. Maybe there's some people that are part of the great resignation. Maybe they're thinking of a second act after retiring, after a long career. You got to buy equipment. You got to hire staff. You got a bunch of things to do, and it takes money. One of the first funding sources to consider is the small business loan. Yeah, I think in, in general, um, if, if people have their preference, a capital light business versus a capital intensive business. Um, so if you have some choices, that's probably things that people think about. But yeah, um, loans, borrowing money from lenders, banks, um, you know, generally the first place, the traditional way to do it based on your business plan and credit worthiness and, and or collateral. Also, you could maybe do a, a small business line of credit based on similar type processes. There's the SBA, Small Business Administration, the loans. A lot of people probably know about those. From what I hear and talk to people uh, around Southwest Florida, there's a lot of money to be lent in that program. So the U.S. Small Business Administration does look to have a lot of money to be lent. You just have to qualify. It's kind of rigorous. Your favorite bank, go through their process to see what that loan or lending looks like in borrowing. Then also maybe work with an independent SBA loan specialist or broker because they have experience with many banks and uh, many lenders and they can help you probably succeed in in the small business uh, application process, which can be a little bit more extensive. A little closer to home when it comes to funding a startup business is help from friends and family. Yeah, I think personal capital, friends, family, that's probably the the easiest, simplest, quickest way to, to do it. If you can, you know, get the 
either gifts or loans or an equity investment or whatever you want to agree to with friends and family. And it's going to be, you know, you're not have to kind of do the lengthy applications with the banks and other resources. I would definitely say make sure there's uh, some sort of formal agreement so it spells out what's going on so there's not questions and problems later and time horizon and you know a lot of things about the business should be discussed so pretty open and clear what, what the plan is and how much ownership of your company you're giving up or what the borrowing terms are or any of that stuff. There's a modern solution that's called crowdfunding and I've actually done that through, I think people have heard of things like Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter, um, Patreon, GoFundMe, Lending Club. So with technology, uh, you know, you don't have to be next door or the local bank anymore. You can use the power of the internet and social media and crowd funding, right? So it's definitely a, a good source to look into. I think there's three main types. There's the, they call it reward funding. So think like a thank you on your on the website that you give someone or the first chance to use or sneak peek of your product. There's a loan or debt funding where you're actually borrowing money from the funders. You know, there's interest to be paid, that sort of stuff. Um, there's also the equity investment funding where you're taking in money and you're selling some of the ownership uh, of your business. Um, but using technology, you know, you have those those ways to go. So it's definitely something to look at. I would say just make sure your due diligence on the platform you're going to use to understand exactly all the ins and outs um, on how it works. Also, maybe there might be uh, some tax or legal ramifications of receiving funds for these things. So make sure you check with your CPA and lawyer and things like that as well. 99% of America's 28.7 million businesses, small businesses. Brian Fiore, branch director at Annex Wealth Management Naples, here to talk about funding a startup small business. Final one we're going to talk about to fund a startup business is venture capital. That might be a term that people have heard, but I guess the best way that we can describe it is if you've ever seen the show Shark Tank. That's what that is. Right. Shark Tank. And well, that's obviously a condensed, shortened version of things because there's a lot of things in the background that you don't see, you know, finalizing deals and do, doing the due diligence and verification of what they're discussing on, on the show. But that's right. That's a uh, definitely someone is making a pitch to get investors to give them entitlement and, and rights and owner, maybe possible ownership or whatever to their business to help them fund their business. And you're getting outside people to put capital in your business. So there's definitely some things that come along with that. Uh, going to have some outside expectations and demands than you maybe wouldn't have with your friends and family. So obviously keep that in mind of how much control you're giving up. Are you going to have more of a partner as far as running the business or are they going to be strictly an investor? You know, those types of things need to think about, but that's definitely, I think, one of the better uh, TV shows that's come around in the past 20 years in, in the United States. I really enjoy the show. A, you better have your pitch right. B, you better have your numbers right, because they will cut you to ribbons. Yeah, I mean, you got to have it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you kind of spend the time to get on that show, you don't want to look like a like someone who's not prepared or kind of silly. So <laughs> I'm with you. Annex Wealth Management, ready to assist with investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Our website, Annex Wealth Wealth.com. Just got to click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Danny. We are going to be back to wrap things up. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. 
Need help? Head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Now back to the Annex Wealth Management Show. Sunday, August 22nd. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News website, AnnexWealth.com. Webinar reminder, investigating annuities is happening on the 31st. That's a Tuesday. Happens at 1 o'clock. Details at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the events tab. Derek Felsky, our chief investment officer in the studio, along with Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, when we started the show, we talked about a number of sectors. And before I get into that, I want you, Derek, please, to explain the, what is a defensive stock, not defense stocks, but defensive stocks versus, for example, cyclical stocks? Well, a defensive stock is a stock whose earnings are fairly stable and aren't massively affected by changes in the economy, whereas a cyclical stock tends to benefit more as the economy grows, and particularly it grows at an accelerating rate. So when we talk about defensive sectors, one would be the healthcare sector, where basically the demographics are very predictable. The innovation in the United States is extraordinary. I, I look at how quickly we develop vaccines, and those earnings tend to hold up whether we go into a recession or not, which is why they're called defensive. Right. So you think that's healthcare is one of them. Obviously, other things like utilities, like you're going to pay your utility bill no matter what the economic situation is staples those are toilet papers and toothpaste and so on and so forth now flipping that to the other side and the reason why i wanted to get to that is there has been these cyclical plays and danny you and i were talking off air about you know we did, haven't we seen a recovery and so with a delta variant spike does that what does that look like and so danny was asking me that question derek before we started and haven't we seen this recovery if the delta variant continues to expand will the cyclical stocks be affected? Well, they certainly have been. I mean, there is an expectation the economy is going to slow simply on a law of large numbers. Remember, we were comparing the economy to a, a shutdown economy a year ago, and those comparisons become more difficult going forward. Uh, but when you see what happened with steel prices this week, copper prices, even agriculture, corn, despite the fact that there are, there are thought to be droughts and shortages, the prices for commodities declined because the dollar was so strong. And that's why you, caught, you have to be tactical about the way you manage a portfolio. At one point, the cyclical stocks are the leadership. Now they're laggards, and that could change in a moment's notice if we make progress against the virus. All right, now, now here's where I'm going with this. So we talk about sectors, and sectors, you know, cyclical stocks in sectors have been affected. However, we saw some reports of a couple of retail stocks that came out this week in both Kohl's and Macy's reported, and they reacted, and that's the reason why individual names matter. Certainly do. I mean, Macy's actually was viewed as non-essential last year, so they were shut down. So what they were forced to do was develop their online present and now they've got a terrific omni-channel platform they beat estimates by a mile the stock was up 20 bucks the next day Kohl's as well did a very good job on the quarter they their comp store sales were up about seven percent and the shares rode eight percent in the aftermarket and so you think about you know the haters of Amazon and all of those companies and you have to think about you know we were looking what are we looking at when we see retail stocks continue to rally the interesting thing this week was Amazon actually announced they're going to get into the bricks and mortar business. Now, they haven't been a particularly effective retailer with um, Whole Foods, but there's a thought that they may expand or perhaps even acquire an existing retailer. So there were a lot, a lot of short covering of the retail names this week. Nordstrom was up sharply. Lowe's was up sharply. Target had fantastic results. So really good results from retail sales. And so as we look forward, obviously, of some news making coming up, not only with what's happening in Afghanistan and what the Chinese think of that, for example, what could happen in Jackson Hole and what news 
news comes out of that. But we are in the second year of a recovery, and you and I have been doing this for way too long. And sometimes when you have recoveries, they are very good in the first year because they're recovering off of a low, while the second year is sometimes more difficult. And and the nature of the companies that that outperform changes, too. It's usually the cyclicals that outperform from the bottom. But in the second year, it's a more steady, eddy growth stocks like, you know, like the Facebooks and the Apples that, that do better because they can generate free cash flow. They're able to buy back their shares and they're able to weather volatility in the in the business cycle. And so just before the show ends and another great show, Danny, thank you very much. But risk management tools when we start to see this and we talked about rebalancing, that's that's one of them. Asset allocation obviously is a great risk management tool, even though there's pressure on fixed income. And that's why we go through this process of saying, what do you own? Why do you own it? And how much you're paying for it? Get a good look at it. If you came in toward the end of the show, folks, you can catch this show on our Spotify channel. In fact, actually, it's on most of the major podcast players. And we'll do that at 9 o'clock this morning. Our website is AnnexWalt.com. We think it's very well built. We think it represents us well. Read the story. Uh, Check out the Know the Difference checklist. But when we say know the difference, one team, one plan, one fee, this is how we're different. When we talk about one team, that's investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning through all of our teams working for you on that one plan. The most important part is one fee. We're a fee-only fiduciary. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Have a great and blessed day. We'll see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show right here on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.